Welcome to the CyberLife Podcast, where we help you learn cybersecurity best practices, give you a weekly update on the latest cybersecurity news, and share valuable career advice. Hey everyone, it's Ken. In today's episode, you're going to hear from Pavel Lakomsky. He's joining us today from Warsaw, Poland, and Pavel is an experienced IT professional. He's got a focus on IT security, cloud services, as well as virtualization. He's currently working for Microsoft, where he's got responsibilities that include Azure security, as well as compliance. And he works with customers all across different uh, verticals, and he's basically a trusted advisor for them around digital transformation. And besides the Microsoft side of the house, he's also experienced and certified in Citrix and VMware solutions among many, many others. And he's a speaker at many technology conferences, especially over in his side of the world. And he just loves sharing his knowledge. He's passionate about technology and he believes we can use it to make the world a better place. And so in today's episode, Pablo is gonna talk a little bit about AI and cybersecurity, as well as leveraging AI, uh, like in the modern SOC, and also uh, talking a little bit about cloud security, which is his uh, specialty as well. So. Uh, without further ado, let's dive right in and learn from Pavel. So thanks again for coming on the show today, Pavel. Uh, today we're going to be talking about, for the audience, we'll be talking about AI and cybersecurity and, and also the modern SOC. And specifically, we'll be talking about generative AI, which right now when we're filming this is all the buzz. So generative AI obviously has become a lot more popular, especially over the past like six to 12 months or so. So do you mind just explaining at least your thoughts around how generative AI is going to be transforming the SOC and also maybe the impact that it's either going to have in the future or currently having on organizations that you're working with? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me here uh, tonight. Uh, my name is Pavel Komsky. I work for Microsoft in Poland. Uh, I'm a technical specialist dealing with uh, cybersecurity and compliance. So, when I been, you know, uh, responding to your questions or giving my insights, they can be like slightly more based on Microsoft solutions because this is what I work with. But well, generally speaking, I think, uh, yeah, first of all, there's a buzz uh, regarding generative AI also in cybersecurity. And I think there is yeah, like lots of exaggeration, maybe myths. Uh, what generative AI can and cannot do for us. So I think, you know, the, the, the most important thing is to set up some uh, expectations, let's say. So uh, for Microsoft, as you may know, uh, we have a large uh, ecosystem of copilots. There's these uh, solutions that are right now in the middle of being well, bounded into different solutions like Microsoft 365 and, well, let's call it Defender in general, so uh, our security solutions. And um, I think, you know, many people expect AI to suddenly be able to uh, resolve all our problems or challenges uh, in CyberSec. Well, it might not be the case, but for sure it can be very helpful. Right now we are focusing on something that we call someone that we call uh, a SOC analyst persona. So a person working in um, security operations center, uh, mainly because it's uh, it, it's a high efficiency gainer for us. So we can do uh, quickly lots of things that can save uh, lots of time and maybe help a lot 
um, very quickly, but basically doing uh, doing uh, it in a few months. So um, I think we we shouldn't expect, although this is like probably a holy grail of uh, CyberSec, uh, having AI that will be able to do incident response fully. Uh, right now, we are focusing on augmenting or maybe uh, helping uh, an analyst to get their job faster. So this is what we do right now. So you mentioned, you know, kind of kind of augmenting, you know, the human element and, and mm-hmm. helping with things like incident response. With organizations, at least the vast majority are, have both an on-prem and cloud presence, whether that's private or public cloud or a combination. But are, are there any other like unique security challenges that you think AI can can help us address besides just incident response? Mm-hmm. I think um, the AI is very useful where it comes to speed, right? It can give us the correct context and then maybe show us something we might have missed. So I think uh, one of these uh, areas is something that is getting more and more popular, but still is... Uh, Maybe, well, not so much, uh, well, solutions regarding this area are not deployed a lot, but uh, I, well, let's call it inside the risk. So inside the risk management. So this is an area where when you try to uh, deploy a proper uh, zero trust, you still face many challenges because after all, these are your employees, these are your people, this is someone in your organization. And I think AI comes here with help, which can give you a uh, not only something we've been doing for quite some time, so showing anomalous um, behavior of your users. So uh, you um, you know user entity behavior analytics, or maybe showing spikes in the, uh, in, in different uh, uh, strange maybe anomalous again uh, behaviors, but. Uh, being able to show and see the whole context of the uh, person in the organization. So there are studies, maybe the history of their device, uh, the history of uh, incidents on their device. So uh, I, I think this is something where and I can help a lot because it's kind of still quite difficult to, uh, to do it manually and to do it with existing solutions. Uh, then again, um, I think, you know, uh, even not talking about incident response, but the, the first uh, few steps when you, as a SOC analyst, you come into, you know, to work and the first thing you do after the coffee is uh, just, you know, thinking what you should be doing today. Maybe which incidents uh, are assigned to me or which incidents should be assigned because they are high priority. So um, this can be easily done. Just, you know, ask Copilot to show it to you. Maybe try some clustering just to avoid, uh, you know, getting too many incidents or too many alerts at the same time. Just show me, you know, clusters of similar incidents that I can you know, choose from and maybe I can focus on. And then uh, maybe triage because uh, again, showing the whole context and visibility into different uh, parts of uh, not only incident but entities. Uh, that can uh, or are involved in the incidents are very important too. So um, I think these are areas where we are trying to focus right now. Uh, so to speed up the response, to show the context and maybe uh, use this context to our advantage. So do you think that that generative AIs can be leveraged for for really helping us with identity access management and specifically focused in cloud environments, which is which at least here in the US, is one of the biggest challenges is maintaining that proper IEM. 
So do you think that that organizations can effectively leverage AI as part of, you know, kind of solving for that problem around identity mm-hmm. access management? I think yes. Yeah, this is something which has been happening, I think, because, well, in a hybrid or cloud environment, you don't have a traditional uh, perimeter anymore. You can't just put the firewall and think that, you know, everything uh, that passes through firewall and your initial checks is uh, trusted. So zero trust is, you know, check everything every time, but this is just, you know, a, a, a story, but, but you need to figure out how to do it. And I think the the, the most uh, complicated thing is just is first, well, get all the signals, but, you know, even if you get these signals, you as a person, we are not able to analyze them all um, very quickly. And even if we, uh, if we were, we are not, but if you, even if we were, we uh, probably couldn't, uh, we, we, we wouldn't be able to, uh, to say if this kind of behavior is malicious or not. So in terms of zero trust and um, access management and identity, I think uh, AI or, well, machine learning uh, comes uh, with help. So basically, if you take into consideration things like uh, identity as a service. So for example, Microsoft Enter ID, also known as uh, Azure ID, and I will be using this term because the new term many people might not be familiar with. So Azure ID has got, you know, included internally uh, analytics of different uh, various signals. So people might be, you know, uh, trying to steal your token and use on another device. And as a, you know, as an analytic, you, you, you won't be able to see it very easily. So, uh, you know, to spot it, you need to use some kind of uh, machine learning analytics. And we, we, we've been doing that. So it's not part of generative AI. It's a part of uh, machine learning that just sees spikes of um, anomalous activity, or maybe uh, see some clusters or classifies activities as malicious or not. But again, uh, this is, uh, I think this is something that, well, Machine learning is the only way to do because um, of the amount of data and maybe even uh, the uh, uh, the way to uh, to understand this data. So to just to quickly decide if this is something to investigate or not. So in terms of uh, just to sum up, to in terms of um, uh, identity in general and access management in particular, uh, this is uh, very important to do it quickly to decide every time something happens and every time someone uh, logs in or authenticates or refreshes a token. And another thing uh, in access management is, uh, well, we can call it identity governance, right? So just think about uh, giving access reviewing the access and then uh, revoking the access when it's not needed. So it can't be done again manually because it's just too much. So machine learning is just a perfect solution for these kind of uh, these kind of uh, challenges. Think about, for example, um, you have like several thousand accounts and you know you, you should be doing so some some house cleaning every now and then, right? So you should be just checking uh, existing access and maybe revoking when it's not necessary, but doing it with just, you know, uh, an, an Excel and writing down is just things you should be checking if not possible. So maybe you should be getting some insights from uh, machine learning solutions, uh, pointing you to this and that user 
who hasn't used these and that access for quite some time. And maybe there are peers in their organization, they don't have this access. So maybe this is something you want to look into. So yeah, I think uh, AI in general in, um, in, in access management and uh, identity um, is, is fitting very well. So do you think that AI is is ever going to fully replace because that's usually a concern right when when there's new tech adopted everyone's like oh my gosh the world's going to end i'm going to lose my job you know blah 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 it's same thing with the cloud right back way back when the, when cloud environments started becoming popular everyone oh my gosh you know the world's going to end i'm going to mm -hmm. lose my job as a sysadmin or security engineer or whatever but but that didn't really happen what seemed to happen was people just upskill get their skills up and then they work alongside so do you see that yeah. same thing happening with ai of more of its uh it's a a collaboration between the tech and the the human element absolutely yeah i'm very happy that you mentioned upskilling but uh first i'm gonna address this uh worry about you know losing jobs uh i think the general consensus is that uh, ai at this very moment is going to give us more uh time to do things that are important and it's not like a new thing uh like an automation xdr systems or soar systems is there to help you as an analytic to uh focus on some more complex uh operations like instead of trying to click through the console to uh no there is a malicious activity right it's not a brainer that you need to you know it's not rocket science it's just you know kill the process and put the file into the quarantine that it should be done automatically you shouldn't be spending 30 minutes doing it manually and we are pretty much uh, all agree about that uh and it's, it's the same thing so speed up things that are uh simply repetitive, maybe boring, maybe uh, just you, you, they, they are to be found anyway, but you can do it quicker so that you can do RCA. You can focus on <laughs> on figuring out where these uh, malicious activities come from, not just trying to to to, to stop them. Uh, so this is the first thing. Um, and I don't think, well, never say never, but again, at this stage, I'm pretty much sure uh, replacing human uh, in a security operation center is simply not possible. And I think uh, what you said is very important. So uh, people should be learning how to, um, how to work along with AI, um, just like computers. I don't think anyone could say that, you know, because of computers, people have less work. <laughs> I think it's the other way. So, maybe there's that but uh, what you said about upskilling is important because one of the um, first goals microsoft put uh, into security copilot regarding this <laughs> um sockless persona is giving a way to upskill quickly so for example you don't have to fully known kql syntax to work with kql because you can ask a uh, copilot or ask uh, another solution uh, on the market to uh, generate a nice KQL uh, query for you. I got the uh, question or maybe huh, uh, a remark from someone on a uh, one conference uh, uh, regarding that. And the lady, uh, I think it was from the education market. So but she, she, she said something kind of important, but at the same time, uh, she she said, well, so right now, 
uh, you're saying that no one's going to learn anything because they don't have to. Isn't it like a bad thing? And uh, <laughs> as always, it depends, right? But I don't know and you don't know many things and I won't be able to learn it because I don't have time and I don't have to. Well, I don't have to know exactly how the engine of the car works. I I don't I I don't know anything about cars to be honest. I know how to drive, so basically it just doesn't stop me from driving where I want. Um, so I don't think it's uh, again it's something that will make us stop learning. It just gives us uh, different ways to learn, and maybe it's going to help us learn. So this is something important. So to sum up, I don't think. At this time, AI is going to take our jobs. I think it's going to be the other way. It's going to create jobs because people, someone will have to look um, uh, into uh, these algorithms and to decide if they are right or not. And the last, last thing about it is that um, I think it's kind of the right thing to do. And Microsoft does it. And we clearly uh, mark content created by AI in general. So whether it's uh, just an image created by Dali or response from Microsoft 365 Copilot, it says, well, this is something created by AI. It can be wrong. So, you know, check it and just make sure uh, you don't use it uh, blindly, right? So you need always someone to, 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 to have a look. And when we um, introduced Security Copilot in the very first uh, period, um, to a few selected customers. There are sock people who are very happy about it. But what they said, well, just, you know, they said it's very nice, uh, but just make sure it doesn't do anything by itself in my environment. And it doesn't. Maybe one day it's going to do something like, you know, automated incident response. But at this moment, it will not work without a human operator. So, Pavel, any any final thoughts or advice or even like best practices for for organizations out there that are looking to pull in mm -hmm. you know either either machine learn uh, machine learning tools or pull in generative ai into their security environments like any any kind of suggestions you would have for those or, or considerations you would have for those organizations mm. we are quite often asked what i can do to uh be prepared uh for uh copilots because i don't have access yet but you know, there is something to do anyway, probably. And the answer is yes. Uh, well, you should prepare your data. I think uh, the cloud is uh, <laughs> the only uh, proper answer because these solutions work in the cloud. Not only because you need to have um, many physical resources to run it, right? If you have a look, just, you know, put into your uh, favorite, uh, a search engine, um, the question to see what hardware is running uh, OpenAI services in Azure, and we see that it's not something to be easily run on premises. Also, well, you can run some models, but uh, these models are proprietary, so you won't get them, right? So the cloud, uh, the cloud in terms of uh, your documents, your, uh, your, your emails, your contacts, so that these solutions can have access to it because, well, that's obvious. If you if we don't have access, uh, it will not work. So, it, the second thing is uh, the data itself. So it's all about information protection, right? We we do that all not for fun and giggles, but just to protect the data. So uh, to protect the data, 
um, appropriately, you need to, first of all, know where the data is and what the data is, what kind of data you have. So data discovery, trying to figure out what and where is and what can and cannot, you can't because you you mustn't because it's uh, about some um, uh, regulatory uh, laws or uh, local or uh, maybe uh, sector regulations that you can't put something into the cloud. You need to be aware of that, right? So uh, the, the second thing is uh, knowing what and where you have. And the, the the last thing is, well, you need to use proper tools. It will not just work uh, by itself, right? So if we are talking about security copilot with Microsoft, and I'm pretty much sure it's about every other solutions uh, similar to that on the market, uh, you need to be running some kind of uh, supported uh, um, security software, right? Uh, it needs to have, uh, it's it just uh, something to help you, uh, but it needs to have data and signals to work with. So if you want to use it, you need to use it along uh, any other AV and EDR and XDR and et cetera, et cetera solutions, because at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, generative AI, and I'm pretty much sure uh, people who listen to, to it right now and have some experience with generative AI uh, will be trying to beat me up for it, but it's just like, you know, an autocomplete on steroids. So just uh, in the end of the day, it's autocomplete that helps you uh, and gives you more information. But uh, as we uh, talked uh, and we spoke about it a few minutes ago, it will not do anything by itself. Thanks for listening to the show. If you're looking to secure your business better or build up your cybersecurity career, then check us out over at cyberlife.tv. That's C-Y-B-E-R-L-I-F-E dot T-V.